Yeah, don't she's you love so the way powerful. she sings "Door" in in um in in "Let It Go"? She's like, "Turn away and slam the door." That's how she <laughs> sings it, but like in like a cool, good Adina Menzel way. You never saw that movie? Are you kidding me? We're watching it then. I want to see your face one. What the? Oh my god! <laughs> Is he dead? <laughs> Wait, no. You're kidding, right? Oh, shit! It's delayed reactions. It's delayed reactions. I am so done. Welcome back to the show. This is the fourth episode of Delayed Reactions. And today, we are going to be talking about the very popular, widely acclaimed... Record-breaking. Record-breaking Disney Animation Studios movie, 2013, Frozen. It's crazy that it was 2013. And to talk about the movie with us, we have brought on a very special guest. Give it up for the one and only Jimmy Jimmy Doyle! Hello, thank you. I'm excited to talk about Frozen. I'm very excited. Jimmy, he's a great, intelligent guy in general, but he's great when it comes to all things, what would you say, animated movies, Broadway. I love Disney. I love musicals. Yes. I, um, yeah, and I really love Frozen. I saw Frozen four times in theaters, Mm -hmm. and... Wow. I've, I've yeah, probably seen it double, at least I saw it twice. Now, yeah. I saw it twice in theaters, and then... I mean, I saw it for the first time a couple days ago. Yeah, so this is actually, this is the first one, I think, that is just a delayed reaction for you. Yeah. Something that well, I have seen. Yes. <laughs> it was sort of a delayed reaction to the Britney show that we were talking about last. That's true. But that was kind of a unique... Situation. Unique episode we had there. So, yeah, this is the first film that we're talking about that I have not seen prior to prior to this podcast so here we go mm-hmm. what did you know about frozen like before you oh it was it? one of those it's situations it's like so ubiquitous right? right like you heard let it go it was one of those situations where i was kind of not seeing it because i knew it was so trendy <laughs> i didn't want to see it um you know i love pixar but I'm not the biggest animated movie fan in general. Like, I would just prefer to go to see a live action Drop movie. notes. Drop her notes. Um, so I never felt like I had to go see it. And then I knew it was this big thing. But then I just it never saw it. too hyped up. Yeah, I don't know. And even, I mean... I remember, like, the summer after it got really big, every time I was babysitting, I'd try to get the kids to watch it so I could watch it, too. Um, and that just never seemed to work out for whatever reason. But between all my friends who are, like, obsessed with it, i.e. Sam Me, and company. Um, Alex. Yeah. I would say Dana and Taylor were pretty into it for a while. I feel like I knew most of the movie, um... I actually had an internship where I produced a show oh, yeah. that a portion of it had to do with Frozen, and I had never seen the movie. <laughs> she I was me, like, ordering Tell me what I need to Elsa and Anna costumes and trying to find a little kid to play Olaf, and I'd never seen the movie. But I felt like I did, <laughs> you know. Expert TBR I, major here. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew the ins and out the yeah. the basic gist you, of it. Yeah. So the basic gist of the movie is that uh Queen Elsa of Arendelle is accidentally Queen Elsa of Arendelle accidentally uses her powers to turn her entire kingdom into ice and kind of curses her land and turns it into an infinite winter and so her sister Anna teams up with a mountain man named Kristoff and his uh, trusty steed, Sven, and then they meet a little snowman eventually, and uh, they they go after Elsa after she flees the scene and try and make all things right. And the movie stars Kristen Bell as Anna, Adina Menzel as Elsa, Jonathan Groff, is that how you say it? Jonathan Groff, yeah. Jonathan Groff. <laughs> Jonathan Groff it plays Kristoff, Josh Gad plays Olaf, and Santino Fontana 
plays Hans. Those are the most important characters. I also, I forgot to say this. I, in addition to everything I just said, also watched all of ABC's Once Upon a Time, which has a very significant chunk of Arendelle. Oh, yeah, so you, yeah, so you oh, can, so they do Frozen in yeah, that, right? They do, yeah, they, yeah. But when, I still have never seen the animated What year movie. did they start including? Um, would, you, would you say it was the following year? It like was, two years after? what was our sophomore year of college? It was probably 2014. Okay, yeah, yeah. that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm so, like, what, like, surprised you then in the movie? I'm so interested now. Not much. I wasn't expecting the little trolls. Oh, <laughs> I was like, why are there Smurfs in this movie? <laughs> that surprised me. The rock Smurfs. Um, what else? Like, oh, the, you... the the abominable snowman. Like, what's his title? What is he supposed to be? That I wasn't expecting. Did do you did like? Did you know Hans? Did you know he was going to be a bad guy? No, because Hans in the ABC show is Anna's, like, boyfriend, and they don't... Okay. Yeah, yeah they do it different in, in Once Upon a Time, which so, she told me right after we watched it, because I asked her the same thing. I was like, so what'd you think of the plot twist? <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. So I either, was kind I of... I mean, that's classic Disney when it happened. I was like, okay, but part of me almost thought that there was going to be another plot twist where maybe he was being put up to something weird... Um, and then it turned out he was really a nice guy because, yeah, in the show, he is who Anna is with. So, yeah, that was very interesting to me. Um, also, not to talk too much about Once Upon a Time, but their casting in comparison to the animations, very on point. They look just like them. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so... Well, I guess my first couple of questions for both of you is, what do you think of the music? The music is one of the biggest parts of the movie. Did you have a favorite song? Were you like, oh my god, I'm so tired of these because kids have been singing them for literally four years now? I mean, my favorite song was, I don't know the names of the songs, the one that Anna sings with Hans. What's it called? Love is an Open Door. Right. That's my favorite. But then after, I was like, well, I can't like that song anymore because they're not really in love. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) It's a great song. But when you look at it more, too, it gets even better because Hans, through the whole thing, is he's singing about, like, wanting his place in the thing. So she's like, they're like, but with you, I found my place, is what he sings. And she sings, I see your face. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, the whole there's so many the things planted that he is really in this for himself, but it's just it it's done in a way that you you really aren't onto him and you really think he's sweet and nice and he's just like a really good player. Okay. When I, I guess first maybe saw I have it, to watch it again now. When I first saw it, I wasn't picking up on any of that. Me at all. I was like, oh my god, such a funny song. Like we finished each other's sandwiches, haha. But yeah, if you go back and listen to the lyrics. All signs I wasn't. Lead to take over. I wasn't really that surprised by it though, because the whole time I was like, okay, well, who's Kristoff going to be with? I mean, I think that's just part of the Disney brand. It's like everyone has to have a significant other or a really motivating purpose, and I wasn't understanding his. So, you know, you at first I thought maybe, okay, is he going to fall in love with Elsa? But then Elsa really was not as present as I thought she was going to be. Um, so I felt like I sort of saw that coming. I didn't know exactly how it was going to pan out, but I knew something like that was going to happen. I just want to move this so I can get more of Jimmy. So you would say Love is an Open Door was your favorite song? Yes. And same for that's, you. That's also my favorite. It's so catchy. It's like, I let it go like the first time you hear it like the first because when I heard in theaters I hadn't heard it before ever and like the first time I heard it like it like I'm bawling and it just like hits you and even this time because I haven't listened to it I haven't like listened to Frozen a lot and it's less ubiquitous now so I watched it uh, two days ago Mm -hmm. and it was like let it go really it hit me again I got like the chills I was like oh this is a great song like I don't care what anyone says it's such a power ballad yeah but but Love is an Open Door is the best I I I watched it, it came out over Thanksgiving, and we were on break, and then I came back from break, I drove back, it was like a five hour drive, I listened to Love is an Open Door on repeat, like I played it over and over and over and over and over in the car, 
and just I don't. Do you ever do that with a song? It's oh fine. yeah. Do that with Elton John all the time. Because <laughs> okay, I played it like ten times in a row. And I just, every time I would just shout, Again! Again! I want it again! Oh, and then I'd play it. And then I'd... It's a fun song to sing. It's yeah, fun. it's a good song. Definitely. It's a great song to do as a as a duet, of course. It's a good karaoke song. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, what other songs are in the movie? I obviously love Let It Go. I remember, I actually, I thought In Summer was such a funny song, too, when it came out. That, the two songs, so going back to this show that I produced, um, the two songs they did were In Summer and Let It Go, mm-hmm. which, I, I mean, at the time, I guess I was a little bit surprised, only because I didn't know In Summer, because I hadn't seen the movie. Um, had I seen it, maybe I would have liked it a little bit more, um, but... It is a good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just didn't know it at the time. I just remember so vividly going into the theater and we're like, let's just see this movie, whatever. And then that we got to the part in the movie where Olaf sings that song and he goes, winter's a good time to stay in and cuddle. Put me in summer and I'll be a... And then he jumps over a puddle and he goes, happy snowman. And we just lost it. We were like rolling on the floor laughing it was so funny it's such a good joke but i was thinking about it recently too it's like it's it's him like rejecting the reality of like death like that's really what that song is like so he has this look when he looks in that puddle and he like can see like (laughs) oh my god i'm gonna die someday no no i'm not it's so fun and happy and that's like what he's like reckoning with in the song like it's this kid's movie but it is this like deep existential thing of like he's like oh my god I'd love to be in summer it's like it's like someone being like oh my god I just can't wait to go to heaven and die like it's gonna be so great when I go to heaven and die and then you got Kristoff who's like hey maybe I should tell him like it's not <laughs> gonna be good when he's him. die like someone's gotta tell him <laughs> yeah and he has a bunch of other lines that I, I guess kind of hint at that too and he's like what does he say I don't have uh I, I don't have a skull or bones. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. That's what he says. My favorite Olaf line, oh, you're going to have to correct me on this, is when he walks into the thing. And the he's icicle like, that's yeah, sitting Yeah, and he says, yeah. oh, I've been... I've, I've been impaled. I've been impaled, <laughs> yeah. But he says it's so happy. He's like, oh, I've been impaled. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Olaf is definitely a kid's favorite. They advertised with him a lot, too, which yeah. was surprising, and I don't like that, because they, like, on the advertisements for the movie, I don't know if you remember, Allie, because you missed out on the hit of the century, but it's, <laughs> um... <laughs> I remember talking about it in every media class for a large portion of the class, the semester, like, if it came out in November, I had a Jack Powers class. Great professor. Shout out, Jack, if you're listening. Love you. Um, <laughs> that semester after. And I remember talking about it with him every Tuesday, Thursday. So it's not like I was right, totally yeah, no, I'm I not know. aware of how big it was. We talked about it. But, yeah, continue. So, but, like, Olaf was the center of all of their advertising mm-hmm. up to the movie. You didn't, if you watched the trailers for Frozen, you didn't know it was a musical, and Olaf was the center of the movie, which is crazy to think about now, I think, because the best things about the movie are Anna, Elsa, and the songs. That's yeah. the things that you remember from the movie. Like, Olaf is there, but it's like, he's not the best character in the movie. Yeah, now that I think about it, I, I don't remember knowing that much going in. And I usually do like to know a little bit about the movie, but I was like, oh, it's just like about like an ice princess or something. Okay, sure. And then... But I would have seen it no matter what. I do I think he's a strong character, though. Yeah, I mean, I, like I know a lot. he comes in later, but I think things are significantly more funny. Yeah, when True. he's present, he helps offset some of the tension. I think, which right. is necessary since it's a kids' he's the film relief. too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know when uh, when Anna's like freezing to death and he's like melting in front of the fire, that's kind of funny. <laughs> He's like, some people are worth melting for. Aww. Aww. I think I did not have that organic reaction that you guys did that made you so excited about this film Mm -hmm. because I had seen and heard so much about it. I knew all the songs from prior experiences, mainly you, but... 
<laughs> Sorry. And <laughs> I knew a lot of, I mean, yeah, mainly you for everything. Um, a lot of the main lines. I kind of had an idea of the plot. So, you know, you, when you went to go see it, only a couple weeks after it came out and there wasn't a ton of hype around it, you probably reacted, you know, more naturally to those funny things. Whereas I feel like maybe I'd heard of it before, so I wasn't laughing so much, you know? Right. So did you kind of, like, anticipate the turn of it being Anna, like, sacrificing herself for Elsa to be the, the like, one true love thing? Because they really do a good job, I think, when you first see it, of really making you think she's going to kiss Kristoff and that's going to be the thing that solve the issue. saves her. And then it's this other thing that's so much more impactful and yeah. powerful and exciting, I um, think, to me. Like, the sisterly love. I think that, again, I don't know if I definitely thought that that was going to happen, but when it did, yeah. I wasn't surprised by it. Right. Um, and, again, maybe that had to do with watching Once Upon a Time. I knew that they're sisters, they're best friends, they're going to sacrifice everything for one another. Obviously, the storyline is different in that TV show, but it all stems from their, yeah. you know, Disney storylines. So I think having that understanding and knowing that I had heard everybody say it's not a love story, it's a sister story, or like a sister love story rather than man and woman fall in love. So I knew that that had to come into play at some right. point. So it didn't like hit you as hard. Because that's like the weepy part for me. Like yeah. the, the snow freezes midair. Complete silence. And it's just Elsa crying. And she's dead for a while. Like she's she's, she's dead for a good like 45 seconds. Yeah. Which is like, oh my, I, you really think she's dead for like five seconds. You're like, oh, I think maybe they killed her for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to ask you... I cried much more watching Beauty and the Beast, but... <laughs> oh my god, we go to see Beauty and the Beast. The and, new one? Yeah, and she oh, goes I before... Did, I didn't love like, it. Like, two weeks before... We'll have to have you on another episode to talk <laughs> about it. But that'll have to be in a couple years since, you know... Yeah. Delayed. Um, but we we go to... Before we go to see the movie, Allie goes, this is already one of my top five favorite films of all time. <laughs> I cried probably through half of it, but it was like a happy cry, most right. of it. You, you know, they I was show, just so overwhelmed with joy. You know, they show Belle's castle in the beginning and say yeah. Cinderella's, she goes, <gasps> <laughs> as soon as it happened. Oh, it was great. It was great. Shout I was going to ask you. I have not seen that yet. I was going to ask you, so clearly Disney is poking fun at some of its older princess movies. What do you think about their decision to do that? Just in general? Yeah. What did you think of that that twist at the end, making it completely different from most of their other films? Yeah. Or even Love is an Open Door, which is, like, clearly riffing on, like, being like, oh, isn't this stupid yeah. that they get married in one day? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, in general, we're in much more progressive times, and I think people are much more quick to judge traditional kind of princess fairy tale stories these days um and i mean companies outside of disney and i'm thinking very much shrek here obviously hold nothing back like making fun of those traditional right. fairy tales so i think that that was disney taking a step towards acknowledging that you know this is our this is our brand, but we can make fun of ourselves, too, mm -hmm. in the way that other people have been. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a good thing. Um, yeah, I'm just really stuck on the... Because I hear the excitement in your voices when you're talking about this, and I wish I felt the same way, but I think it's just because it was such overkill for me, I wasn't as excited. Think about this. That's how I feel about every Harry Potter book and movie. Because for my entire childhood, everyone's like, oh my god, Harry Potter. And yeah. I was like, eh, whatever. That's true, but you didn't know, you still don't know, like, you still have so much to go. I blocked it out. I got very good at it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a it's a comparable... Someone what, would say what Harry Potter go, la 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 la. 
I think our experiences are comparable, but I think they're not the same. Obviously, they're very Frozen's different. one movie, Harry Potter's a famous series, yeah. and it's much more mature, and you have a lot more to go, and you don't even know what you're in for yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. What did you think of uh, one last thing I want to talk about before we go to the break? What did you think of the King and Queen's parenting? A lot of I, I read a lot of articles about what the the king and queen what it says about the the king and queen's parenting style the fact that they told Elsa okay you have this special ability you should just suppress it and kind of like keep it hidden from everyone what do you think that um, what do you think that message kind of says I mean. I obviously don't agree with that type of parenting, but I guess that is an experience that some kids have. Mm-hmm. Not that we're parents. Obviously, we have no credibility or experience to be talking about how people should parent their children. Oh, right? but we'll make judgments. We can make judgments. But we can judge. They're bad parents. Come on. They're bad parents, yeah, right? Yeah, no, like, pretty bad. They're like, totally. They mess Elsa up real bad. Like, that's, things are not good when we right. get to them at the end of Do You Want to Build a Snowman? So things are not good. <laughs> I'm thinking thinking about Beauty and the Beast. I'm thinking about Belle's dad and how he encourages her to be this intelligent girl and it's really her peers and the people in her community that are the ones who think she's strange. And I guess I sort of like that idea more, but I think what they're trying to acknowledge in the movie is that you know, those types of judgments and whatnot can come from people who are close to you. And that doesn't mean that just because someone you respect says you have to be this way, that you have to be this way. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a really deep, big message to get at with kids. Yeah. But I think it's there. And it's complex, too, because what they're doing is from a, it's from a place of love. Like, it's good. They don't they, they want to protect, protect her. her and they want to protect Anna, right. who, like, almost died. I think the real culprit here is this, like, troll guru <laughs> who's like, hey, I'm going to get you've got this really complex power. I'm going to give you two sentences yeah. and be like, hey, you know, you can do really beautiful stuff. But you might kill everyone. Beware, little girl. He tells, like, a 10-year-old girl that she could, like, kill everybody. And then it's just like, on your way, I'm going to go be a rock for the next 10 years. So the troll is really <laughs> to blame here for the, the parenting mishap. Right. And I sort of feel like, well, you know what? I think we should go to break because I have a couple thoughts, but I feel like it's a different, different conversation to be had. Okay, sounds good. Uh, We'll be right back with some themed drinks that are going to be super creative, and I totally came up with this a week ago. Okay, so look, we know everyone loves to skip ads. In fact, every 20 minutes, a podcast ad gets skipped over by an unwilling listener. We get it. But Delayed Reactions brings hope to podcast advertisements in need. Thanks to the support of businesses like yours, Delayed Reactions will advertise your product or service. Of course, in return for some money. Cash, check, PayPal, Venmo, Monopoly money. Okay, maybe not the last one. Anyway, help ensure that no product, service, or business goes unadvertised. Just email delayedreactionspodcast at gmail.com. This is Delayed Reactions. Okay, we're back in this, and uh, we got some drinks, and we, we're calling this drink. This one is called... Oh, cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. This is the Queen of Arendelle, and it is tap water with frozen water, a.k.a. ice. For the ice princess. And you, all you do is put it in a shaker, shake it up, serve it over <laughs> ice. Drink along with us. It's really easy to make. Serve it chilled. Serve chilled. Um, and you can garnish with a lemon if you prefer. Or a lime. If you have the magical abilities <laughs> to freeze the water by hand, let us know. Then uh, we'd love to we'd, have you on. We'd love to have you as a guest on Delayed Reactions. We'll put it on the Delayed Reactions Instagram. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the the Queen of Arendelle. That's our drink for tonight. It's also uh, Tuesday, so you know we can't get lit every day. We record this. We usually record on a Saturday. That's different. So here we are. All right, I want to talk about the trolls. 
Let's talk more about the trolls. Which part? I brought them up earlier. I just... I understand that there were these mythical creatures that had something to do with Elsa's powers, but, I mean, I don't understand why she couldn't have just inherited a gene or something. Like, why... Can you shed some light on their significance? Yeah, so I don't think they gave her the powers. She, like, just got the powers because... She was born with them whatever. and we don't yeah. really know. We don't really okay. know why. Fro- Frozen 2 is coming out in, like, two years, so... Well, then we'll why did they yeah. have to... What was their role in the movie, then? Because the, he's, like, a, like... A, like doctor, like a like a He's mystical a healer. medicine healer. Oh. So that's why they in the beginning in the in the opening, then like she blasts Anna in the head with the ice, right, and right. then they take her to Anna there, and then the troll like fixes Anna. Oh. Because he's like, the and head, they, we can heal. Ha ha ha. We think... It's uh, much easier than the heart. <laughs> we think that it needed to be a smurf that healed her, that was necessary. I'm just curious. I, I'm a troll, um, apologist. I really like the, <laughs> What? <laughs> I, people don't like the trolls. That's, like, the thing that people, I think, don't like about when this I movie that I hear it, most. I didn't really understand why they had to be there. But then I kind of just accepted it and Do you think that it was received it. well by audiences? No. I don't, they're, like, received fine, I think. <laughs> like, it's, like, eh. Like, it's a great movie, and they're, like, the eh part of the movie. But I really like the trolls. I think it's funny how they, like, spin out of rocks. Like, I think that's very yeah. unique and interesting. I And I like how they, like, take in Kristoff. I'm a big fan of the song Fixer Upper, actually. Oh, you like the song? I really like the song Fixer Upper. I think it is an underrated song. It is, you know, what people, I think, put near the bottom of their list. And it's also the last song in the movie, which is weird because it's a musical and it ends on Fixer Upper. There's no, like, finale. Right, that's true. I think they should sing at the end of the movie. That's my one, like, gripe with Frozen, is I yeah, feel like they could... Yeah, yeah. After she is no longer... After Anna comes back to life, they should sing a song. Yeah, if they just sang, like, first time in forever reprise, real quick. Right, like, for right. the first time in forever, no one's dead. Yay. You know, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, that could be it. Mm-hmm. Frozen writers, take note. They they did in in a another version. They have cut songs on the deluxe album of Frozen, and in another version, there was a song. So there's a song where they have the first time in forever reprise when Anna goes to visit Elsa in her ice castle. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a different song called "Life's Too Short," and then that song got reprised while they were separated. So, like, while Anna's dying and Elsa's locked up... Like, split screen. Then they would split screen it, and they would sing, and so at first they're like, life's too... When they sing Life's Too Short, it's like, life's too short, we should be friends, Mm -hmm. and then later in the song they're like, life's too short for me to deal with you, I hate you. Oh, wow. And and then they, like, it's it's a little more combative than First Time and Forever Reprise, which is why they changed it, and then in the, um... Reprise of Life's Too Short, they were singing like, oh, life's too short to not have my sister, tear, guess I'm gonna die though. It's like that sort of thing. Oh, wow. Hmm. So it made it more appealing to kids to cut those songs out and just a little bit less... It was less about kids. It was, they went through a big, like, change where they wanted to make, make sure that Anna, like, Elsa was never put in a, like, villainous light. So, El- in the original story, the, the Ice Queen... She's the, supposed like, to have an army, right? She's a villain. Like, yeah. she is a straight-up villain. Like, she just, like, turns the place Which into ice. does exist in Once Upon a Time. <laughs> she's a villain. So they're probably going more off the original story, then. Well, she's, like, a Ish. villain with good intentions, but okay. she acts in yeah. villainous ways. Yeah. And so she's still an antagonist here, technically, but she, like she's always sympathized with and that's kind of the point is she's like you you never don't have sympathy for Elsa when right. you watch the movie so then when they changed that they kind of made everything a little softer to Elsa so like I think Life's Too Short feels a bit too combative then there there's also this other great cut song that was like an I Want song for Anna called More Than Just a Spare because there was this whole plot line where Anna was like the spare because Elsa was going to be queen Mm-hmm. And then Anna was just like the spare the princess, spare child, and yeah. she felt like she, she couldn't do anything. And but I, that is never a way that Anna feels, right? I never felt that. Not way now. The movie. No, they change. They changed yeah. that kind of plot yeah. thing. How many years were they working on this movie? I don't exactly know. Probably like 
five yeah. to three years. Like, Disney movies take Several. quite a while. Yeah, and they go through a lot of big plot changes, and there's a lot of cut songs, typically. Mm-hmm. Do you think um, what you were saying about how we, even though Elsa is an antagonist, we still f- feel sympathetic towards her, do you think that's part of the reason why maybe they made her parents make that decision after the troll's advice to just have her suppress her yeah. powers? I, I think so. Because, like, she has to do bad things. Right. So it's it, But it really becomes this thing of, like, Elsa is a representation of fear, whereas Anna is this representation of love. But she's not actually... Anna has to learn how to love correctly. Like, that's her arc in right. the thing. Because she doesn't... She wants Elsa to give her love. But what she needs to do, really, is be giving Elsa love and unconditionally be giving something to Elsa and she doesn't quite understand that until mm-hmm. the end of the movie when she sacrifices herself mm-hmm. so that's kind of I think what they're going for with it which I love like I'm, I'm a big, I think, I'm yeah. a big I think, fan of I think you put that really well yeah absolutely it's very well con- it's very yeah. well constructed and I think it's like thematically like actually denser than people tend to look at like with a typical Disney movie like it's not you don't think of them as dense but th- this is a movie that the, the script is really, really dense, I think, in, like, how it's constructed. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I liked it so much, and as soon as I got out of the theater, I was like, I need to see this again, because yeah. it's just so... If you know... If, if you've ever written a story, or you just know a good story when you see one, it just, like, clicks in your brain automatically, almost. Yeah. And you know it's so... It, it's good, and you know that this one is so important because it's drastically different from the movies that we grew up with watching. Yeah. Where the princess mm-hmm. has to fall in love with a man. And that's why I think, like, Let It Go is so exciting, actually, because it's it's you don't expect this character who just did this kind of villainous thing to have this, like, just dope song. And, like... This fuck it attitude. Yeah, and the one thing, like, you think she'd be really sad about this whole thing, and she's just like, no, wait, this is the best thing ever. And it's really empowering, and it's, like, really beautiful. I will say, though, and I'm just gonna play devil's advocate here, because I know you guys Please do. No, go for it. Um, I do feel like that was a very drastic shift in emotions, though. Like, all of a sudden, she's on this mountain by herself... And it's kind of random, and she's really sad, and then she's like, no, I'm owning it. Which is, yes, empowering, but I guess I thought maybe there would be some moments in between her feeling so sorry for herself. Instead of just the period of the song. Yeah. I think, because I think they are there, like, up to the point before she say, starts singing the words, let it go. Like, that whole, like, first verse is that change, I think. It's, like, because she's, like, there, and she's, like, the snow glows white on the mountain tonight. Not a footprint to be seen. A kingdom of isolation. Which is great. Like, a great pun. (laughs) And it looks like I'm the queen. The wind is howling. Like, it's very sad. It's very, like, depressing imagery. Okay. I guess that's fair. And then she gets this moment. She's, like, wait a sec. Like, wait, this thing's fucking awesome i can make a fucking ice castle like i'm the coolest person who ever existed the cold doesn't bother me anyway i'm awesome like that's that seemed to me also sort of like obviously if you practice this you would get the hang of it and then you wouldn't be a villain but it's i think it's less about practicing though and like embracing because it's with the fear thing she would like she would only do this thing uh without wanting to. Like, she would just turn her room into ice by accident and then, you know, freeze her sister in the brain by accident. Mm -hmm. But now she finally has a way, like, she can channel it into control. It's not driven by fear. Okay. Because there's no one around her for her to potentially hurt. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely, I see what you mean. Yeah. With the, the change happens so fast, but I think since I really liked the song, I kind of just dismissed that and felt that the change happened during the lyrics of the song no, that's in that a good first point. verse. Okay. Yeah. I think it's yeah. harder for the song to work for you though because you've heard right. the song you, yeah, you knew 20 the song times before you, before the, you the see whole the movie. Story. Right. Um rewinding back to the beginning, listen, if my sister did not talk to me for 10 years, <laughs> she would be like so out of my life. Also, she goes from, like, 8 to 18 in a matter of 30 seconds. Just wanted to point it out. They had to They had to get it going somehow. They had to keep it moving. But even if we rewind further than that, what did you think of the very first scene? Because I was 
completely when at first, little kids like Alpha, no, Alpha. even before the that, frozen the, heart, the, the frozen like, heart song, song where they're chopping the, the ice and, and the and big burly see, men singing, and you see uh, like baby Sven and a little Kristoff, oh, and then the trolls right. are like, "I'm gonna keep you." Yeah, I don't know if I was in enough then to have a critical. I, it was kind of. I thought it was kind of weird when I saw it. I was like, "Why does this? Does this just establish the setting? And like, what is this linear?" in the story like is this yeah. happening chronologically and then I was like oh yeah it is because Kristoff and Sven are young but then what exactly like what is the point of this scene and the song I have a complex relationship with this song so the first time I saw it I loved it because it's like the first time it like when it's on the big screen it opens and it's got the this like just like big brassy song like it's and very it's got intense good sound and effects too yeah it sounds really nice and they're chopping and it gore it's like gorgeously like the animation is really pretty in that scene like when they're chopping and stuff so i i loved it then and then i for a bit after like maybe my third time seeing frozen i was like oh like i, I don't really care about this song because i just want to see anna because i love her and then <laughs> And then, like, now I, I feel like I have more respect for it. Like, there's two things. I, I listened to a, uh, a um interview with the screenwriter, and one of the things is they needed to tell people that they're going to sing in the movie. That's so true. That's, yeah, that's a good way that's of That's part it. of it. So it's like the beginning of La La Land. Like, mm-hmm. the opening song to La La Land sets the stage for, like, young people in Los Angeles with dreams. But it doesn't introduce us to any of our characters. Right. But it just reminds you, like, hey, people are going to sing in this. Don't freak out. Because, like, no one, no yeah. one, singing in movies feels weird often, right. so I think that's... Yeah, it always works better on stage. And also, though, it does, the song tells you the entire thing, kind of, that's going to happen. Like, it's giving you the frozen heart parable in the song, so it's telling you about, like, love and fear and beware the frozen heart, which mm-hmm. is the thing that's going to kill Anna later in the movie. So I think it, like, does a good job at doing that while also setting up just like ooh ice singing <laughs> cool animation Cutting ice. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. yeah no I think that's a really good point I, I hadn't thought of it that way I was just kind of like okay and now we're in the story here we go it's not like a banger though but yeah it, it sets it up nicely that was the only thing I thought it did was set up the story to be like this is the area of the world this is going to take place and this is going to be the style of music potentially yeah Which I is... think the style though is interesting because I'm, I'm sorry no no you continue because the sound of the the sound of that song isn't quite the same as any other every other song in the movie I think is a lot more like pop contemporary Broadway, whereas that song is, like, this very different sounding thing. And then the movie starts off with this, like, Lion King sounding thing, the, like, na, 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 hey, na, hey, na, which I really like, <laughs> but it's, like, a weird thing, those, like, two first things you hear, because they don't sound like anything else, yeah. actually, that you, everything else is very poppy in a lot of ways, which is, I, I just think it's interesting. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say off of Sam saying it sets the scene as you were talking earlier about specifically where the movie's supposed to take place. Right. It it takes place in Norway. Right. In Arendelle. Right. Is Arendelle a real place though? I don't I don't think Arendelle's real. But is it But Norway's real. I know no, I know Norway's real. But I didn't miss it. I've never been there, so I don't know. <laughs> no. But no, my point is it it's not clear that it's Norway, right? Like, you just know because of... We know it's in a Scandinavian country because everyone's white. And they have the names, like, Sven and And they have, Christoph. yeah, they have those kind of names. If you know Norwegian architecture, though, they oh. did... This is... The animators... I don't know Norwegian architecture, but a lot, all the... Like, they took a trip to Norway, and they do this with pretty much every Disney movie with Moana. They took they, a trip yeah, to, to uh, yeah. the Polynesian Islands. But yeah. so, like... They took a trip to Norway, and they all of the architecture in the movie is, like, based around okay. Norwegian architecture and, like, real things in Norway. Well, the point I was going to make is that, <laughs> like, one of the beginning scenes when you're, like, dancing around the community outside the castle, everyone has a different accent. Yeah, that I thought was interesting, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Although there's, weird. like, there was someone who said, like, bonjour, merci, or some, something in French. But yeah. then somebody else was talking with a British accent, and somebody else said something maybe with an Irish accent, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is kind of weird. I'm not really sure what the point of that is. Maybe that 
people are from different places and maybe because they're all coming to Arendelle from different places. Maybe I don't really know. I don't. And I don't have a good excuse. Like the Duke of Wesselton, I know. Like yeah, he, oh my gosh, the Duke of Weaseltown or Wesselton. Weaseltown. Yeah, Wesselton. like he's got that weird voice, but that's played by Alan Tudyk, who played K two S O in Star Wars Rogue One. Wasn't he also like the chicken? He's in also Moana? the chicken in Moana. <laughs> he does all these weird roles. Yeah. He also plays Duke Weaselton in Zootopia, who's oh. like selling DVDs on the side of the road. He's like the weasel, just like oh selling my God, that's bootleg so DVDs. This guy gets around. He's in like every he's in every like recent <laughs> Disney animation he's been in. That is so cool. Here's a fun fan theory for you. I'm sure you are well aware of this. I don't know if if you are. Uh, but there was something circulating around online, uh, I would say a couple months after Frozen hit its peak of popularity, and this is that perhaps some fans theorize Elsa and Anna's parents sailed off to a wedding, and people think that wedding was between uh, Rapunzel and Flynn Rider from the Tangled movie, and that they eventually if you've seen the movie they die at sea and some people think their shipwreck is the one that ariel in the little mermaid explores in her movie love that theory people try to tie them all together and um love that the the evidence suggests that that may be true because they all kind of take place in the same area because i think the Little Mermaid is supposed to be around Denmark. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That I did not know. But I haven't really watched The Little Mermaid in recent years to think critically about it, so I trust you. Yeah. And some people even, they try and loop Tarzan into Yeah, her. that's what the one I've that's, heard is yeah. the Tarzan one. So the Tarzan like, one... They had a baby <laughs> on the ship that was their baby... They, the ship crashes, and then Tarzan they... Tarzan survives. Tarzan survives. Well, even they survive probably, too, they, right? Oh, yeah. Because they, they build survive. the cabin on the yes. thing, yes. and then they die, and then Tarzan gets raised by apes. Like, they get killed right. by Which a jaguar I, or whatever. I'm not sure how accurate that can be, because I guess they would have had to been in the shipwreck and then, like gone way off course to be in an area that would have a jungle, right? If they're starting in Norway... Probably, but that would also... But it would be really cool. But if they were taking a long ship journey, that would give them the opportunity for her to become pregnant oh my gosh, that's through the true. time and have Tarzan, because she's not pregnant when she leaves. Right, right. So, so they'd could, have to be like, this is like a year-long It could be journey. like a year-long journey, but which makes sense, though, because like at that time, if you were taking a ship, like... It could it's, take you, it like, take quite time. a while to get anywhere. And we don't know where the... It could have been a destination wedding for Rapunzel and Flynn Rider. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can't speak too much about these because animated movies not my area of expertise, but I love where this is going. I totally ship it. Hey! So if you believe that, then that makes Tarzan Anna and Elsa's uh, brother. Yeah. Rapunzel and Flynn Rider do go to Crazy. Arendelle. Yeah, I was, gonna point, I was going to point that out, but I think I started watching a little bit after that. If you look, there's they're one There's the one scene where you see in the first back time of their forever, heads. They're in yeah. it, yeah. Really? They're, like, walking into the castle while Anna's doing her, like, awesome, like, first time in forever walk. Yeah. She does this, like, great strut, which if I love. If I had to pick a modern Disney movie that is animated that is not Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> not that that's, I'm talking about. Okay, whatever. Um, I would say my favorite would be Tangled, so. Mm. Yeah. I do love Tangled, too. I like Tangled. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't love Tangled. <laughs> it's it's good. I don't think the songs are as good as the newer, as like uh, it's not Frozen, Frozen or Moana or... Oh my gosh, Moana. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to have another And episode. that is totally... Because you can argue it, and you will argue me under a table. And oh, that's I... cool. I'm saying someone who's watched very surface level, like as I'm a, I'm babysitting kids and stuff. I've enjoyed Tangled more, but I think it's very fun. That was originally supposed to be like their answer to Shrek. Oh, it, really? it wasn't going to be a musical, and that's why it's so like it's funnier than a lot of the other Disney princess things. It's because it was supposed to be like really like breaking down the fairy tale mm-hmm. in that sort of way and they sort of made it a little more earnest as they Do you think that was musical. the first step in Disney um adopting this new sense of humor? 
I think that's the first film I would say either that or Princess and the Frog in the new Disney Renaissance. So there's the Disney Renaissance, yeah. When did which that is happen? the 90s. So starting with Little Mermaid gotcha. and ending right around like, um, I don't know where it ends, but like Lilo right around on? like Lilo and Stitch, oh, yeah, like yeah, sort yeah, of that okay. sort of time. Is that's Lilo probably right near the end. It's not like a print, no, but that's like just that oh, animation. Their, their animation was so okay. good then. Yeah. And then there's like a big break and Pixar kind of takes over and there's Shrek. And now like they've really started to come back into their own. Like every Disney animation movie is really, really good. You've got Tangled, Frozen, Wreck-It Ralph, oh, um, Big Hero one. 6, Moana. And now Moana. Which is huge. One. So what Zootopia. renaissance do you like more? I was a kid when the other one yeah. was, yeah, so I yeah. think... That was a tough question. It's I was tough, because at... I like that one more, but I think I like the movies now better. Like, I think the movies now tend to be a little less choppy. Like, they're, like, I, like Little Mermaid is kind of a mess near the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and I, I really like Beauty and the Beast still. Aladdin has some parts that I don't love, even though I really like Aladdin, so I think... I'm I a big Hercules fan. Oh, I mm, love Hercules. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Honey, you mean Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like the new Renaissance better just because, and I was going to bring this up later. Um, well, I guess I brought it up already. I, I like the themes that the newer movies are bringing up. Yeah. And it's making, I think it will make a difference for kids who are growing up with these movies to be understanding these themes of like love and acceptance and courage at such a young age whereas I don't even know if I knew what like themes were when I was really young but this these kind of movies open it up for discussion with families that have really young children who maybe are just like I love Olaf and then they can start to talk about why Olaf is so great to have as a friend or whatever well that's why Beauty and the Beast was always my favorite because if we're talking What's the correct term? Old Renaissance or old the, Disney right, movies? Uh, yeah, it's it's technically just called the Disney Renaissance. I'm the like Renaissance? calling this but the new Renaissance, no. but it doesn't quite. Okay. Have, I, it might have someone might have coined a name for it, but I, don't I mean, know. if we're so if we're talking about the older Disney yeah. movies, I'll just leave it at that. Belle is the only princess who doesn't need a prince to save her, mm-hmm. and she, she continually him. rejects the one guy That's who true. does want to be with her, I, right? I would so, argue Mulan. Uh, okay. Is that... But is Actually, that, technically she's not really a princess, but, like, she gets put in the princess merchandise, well, so when we'll did Mulan come out? Because I think of that as being a little bit more modern, like, late 90s. It's later, but it, technically it's still part of that, like, renaissance okay. thing. Like, Beauty and the Beast is near the beginning of that, technically. But Beauty and the Beast definitely, like, Bella's... Mulan is 98. Beauty and the Beast, I think, is 91. Yeah, it's 91. And, like, Beauty and the Beast, though, she has a lot more agency than, like, Sleeping Beauty or Cinderella in, like, the the old, the classic films. I used to hate Sleeping Beauty and Snow White. I got so bored. I was like, they don't do anything in these movies. They just sing and walk around with their animals. (laughs) (laughs) I love Mulan. And Belle Belle was probably my um, third favorite, if I had to rank of my favorite princesses when I was a kid. What are your favorite princesses? Uh, Now... I would probably rank Moana as the first one, <laughs> just because she's, like, a badass. Um, and then I would probably put, I would probably put Anna as the second one, and I feel like I still would have to go with Ariel as the third, just because I wanted to be a mermaid for so long growing up. What about you? My, mine are Anna, Ariel, Bell. Ariel used to sit at the top and then Anna, like, I just saw Anna and she just, like, blew it. She's so endearing and, like, funny. She's so I real. think Kristen yeah. Bell deserves so much credit. I mean, I think she did obviously get the credit she deserved, mm-hmm. but just in terms of this podcast, gotta give her a shout-out. Um, she did such She's probably job. listening, you know. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for tuning in, Kristen. Drinking her own Queen You're totally Arendelle welcome beverage. to come on whenever you'd like. Come to the studio. We can talk about all your old movies. What's your favorite Kristen Bell movie? Mine? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I know that... What's the really popular one that I haven't seen, obviously, because I haven't seen any popular movies? Um, you're going to have to give it Is it, like, Where in the World is... No, that's not it. 
my Random favorite Kristen Bell she, she movie like is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's, very opposite of Frozen. <laughs> is, um, what's his name in that? Jason Segel? Jason Segel, yeah. yeah. And uh, Russell Brand. And Mila Kunis. I know I've, like, I know I've heard of this it's movie. It's very funny. But uh, I don't think I've seen it. Yes. Um, on I'm, another episode. Yes, on another episode. <laughs> Um, yeah. Do you have anything else? Um, I don't... Because I have a game to play. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't think I have anything else, unless you guys just want to talk about what your either favorite part was, or favorite message you took from the movie. Well, let's play my game first. Okay, let's do it. So this is gonna be... Sam, you can jump in on this if you want, but it's gonna be mostly for Jimmy, because I feel like this I don't think I can handle this. Yeah, I don't... I took this a while ago. Um, what is it? So, if I had to choose my favorite Adina Menzel character, it would obviously be Alphaba. So, this is... From the musical Wicked. Wicked. She plays the, the Wicked Witch of the West. Of course. Yes. Um, so this is a Sporkle quiz we're gonna play. Okay. Um, it's Let It Go versus Defying Gravity. I love both of them. Okay, let's go. So I'm just gonna. So what do I? What, we have three what do I have minutes. We have three minutes. I'm gonna read a lyric, and you're just gonna tell me if it's "Let It Go" or "Defying Gravity." Oh, I'm gonna fucking ace this. Hey, okay, let's go. <laughs> okay, ready? Okay, Set. three, two, one, begin. I can't want it anymore. Oh, uh, oh, God, uh, wicked. That's "Defying Gravity." I'm through accepting limits because someone says Define they're gravity. so. Uh, to test the limits and break through. Um, uh, frozen. Couldn't keep Jimmy it in. Jimmy is clutching Heaven his face with try. his right hand right now. Oh, uh, frozen. Things are getting very intense up here. And you can't pull me down. Uh, wicked. Be the good girl you always have to be. Frozen. Everyone deserves a chance to fly. Uh, wicked. Some <sighs> things I cannot change. Uh, wicked. But till I try, I'll never No know. right, no wrong, no rules for me. Uh, wi- uh, frozen, 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 frozen. It's frozen. <laughs> Kiss me goodbye. Uh, oh, b- uh, wicked. This is so hard. It's actually hard, yeah. You'll never see me cry. Uh, frozen. I don't care what they're going to say. Frozen. Two minutes left. So if you care to find me, look wicked. to the western sky. I knew that one. It's time to see what I can do. Frozen. I'm the one I'm one with the wind and sky. Frozen. It's time to trust my instincts. Wicked. Too late for second guessing. Wicked. The past is in the past. Frozen. At least I'm flying free. Wicked. I'm through with playing by the rules of someone else's Wicked. game. He is flying through these <laughs> questions. There's only a couple And I'm more. flying solo. Wicked. I'm never going back. Frozen. <laughs> and I'll rise like the break of dawn. Frozen. Oh my god, that's so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> you can have all you ever wanted. Wicked. Here I stand and here I'll stay. Frozen. Something has changed within me. Oh, oh, Wicked, duh, that's the beginning of the song. And with 59 seconds to spare... You got every single question right. That is so good, congrats, Get out of town, Wasn't it hard, though? Because when I did it, like, you sing, you sing the lyric in your head, but you just hear Adina's voice, so you're like... Wait, I can't. Which song is that? Yeah. I'm not sure. Because she sings both. Obviously. And then there's some about like flying in, like, for the Frozen song, and that's very confusing because in Defying Gravity, she's Defying Gravity, but right. it's like, yeah, that was Congrats, more confusing than I thought it was going to be. That was awesome. It was the stuff, they had some stuff that was like in the middle of Defying Gravity that was confusing. The part where she like breaks off and she's like, I'm limited. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I love I the way she sings well. songs. Yeah, don't she's you love so the way powerful. she sings "Door" in in um in in "Let It Go"? She's like, "Turn away and slam the door." That's how she <laughs> sings it, but like in like a cool, good Adina Menzel way. But yeah. like, she's got her whole like nasally thing that I like. Also, yeah. you're totally welcome on the podcast, Adina, if you want to come chat with us. Yeah, girl, just hit us up. <laughs> We'd love to Adele talk. Nazim. <laughs> <laughs> 
You are also welcome if there is someone out there. Have a Dina Menzel there. on the podcast when you do a John Travolta episode. Oh my god, <laughs> just, what like, a phenomenal idea. <laughs> we'll do Grease and we'll have She can just in. drag him. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. What's your favorite message you took away from Frozen? Can be anything. Can be simple, can be more complex. My, my favorite message. Oh, I, I, oh... I think what we were just talking about earlier when you guys were asking me about the parenting, I think, um, sometimes, this is going to sound bad, but sometimes I really hate rule followers because sometimes I think you do better when you break the rules a little bit, and I wanted Elsa to break her parents' rules and love her sister and own herself and eventually that's what she does and that's the whole point of the story um so that was my favorite message yeah i like i like the like the love conquer sphere thing mm-hmm. i think that's really strong it always resonates but I, I i do like that there's a lot of other things to dig into like with like Olaf being, like, death. Like, there's a lot of weird stuff with, like, Olaf's creation, too. There's a lot. You know that moment where, like, Elsa, she, like, Olaf's like, you made me! And Elsa, like, looks at her hands like, I have the power to create life? Yeah. This is scary. Yeah. That's something no one, no one goes into. That's what a whole one Frozen 2 is about, you know? It's like, Elsa's like, can I create, it's like Frankenstein, but with Frozen. Yeah. Oh, you know what? There's actually one more thing I wanted to bring up, and I would love to get your opinion on this, Jimmy. Um... So, also, uh, probably, like, a year and a half or so ago, we learned that Frozen 2 was definitely going to be made, and um, a lot of people want to, want the writers of the second movie to make Elsa a gay character. They want her, they want it to be revealed in the second movie that she is interested in women. And I was just wondering what you guys think about that, because I feel like I have, uh, I, like, I... That would be really cool, but at the same time, I'm not for that. And I'll explain why, but what do you guys think first? That was something that I was kind of thinking about watching the movie. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I guess eventually that's something Disney's going to have to jump more into. I was thinking about it because of the whole LeFou thing. Right. um, Which I think was done very well, but it'll be interesting whether it's Disney or whatever media company puts out a movie where the main character main in a children's movie animated character yeah Yeah. Um, that's going to be a big moment and I don't know who's going to do it first and I don't know if it's going to be good or bad Um, I mean obviously it's it's not a bad thing but I mean in terms of the way people react to it um, I don't know we're just in this different time things are changing and it's a good thing, but with that just comes so much. So, what do you think, Jimmy? I, I think it'd be great for Disney to do a gay character. I think it'd be. I think I'd be all on board if it's Elsa. Like that's like great. It's like if it doesn't make like if it's not something that they want to do with the next one. I don't think that like I'm not gonna not see it if she's not gay. Exactly. I, and because the thing that I like about Elsa too is she's someone who like so Moana doesn't get with anybody like Moana's it's she's just on an straight adventure up hero's tale but at the same time there's not a lot of men in Moana's life and she's 16 so like right. she's got she's like not. this this giant like you know old demigod and her dad like those are the men in the movie mm-hmm. and and I guess um Tamatoa the the crustacean but like she's not <laughs> there's no world where she's gonna get with any of those men right. Elsa exists in a world where there are, like, eligible bachelors, Mm -hmm. and she just, like, doesn't, like, that's just not her thing. She doesn't show any interest. I think there's a world where that is also a really powerful character to exist in the world. These are, like, the, that's the same way I feel about, like, Poe Dameron in, um, The, The Force Awakens, Oscar Isaac's character in The Force Awakens. A lot of people want him to be gay. Um, which I think would be great too, because uh, got Oscar Isaac. Oh, but <laughs> like, so that'd be great. But like, it, it's the it's also nice to have like a male role model in that movie that just like isn't an asshole, right? And doesn't like isn't try to, to hit get, on every woman yeah, that isn't he trying meets. to get with everybody. Yeah, I mean, I guess I think it would be a power move just to have her continue to be beautiful and powerful and not need anybody in her life. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't think I I don't think I'd love if she got with like a dude. Like I don't think because they did a good job with Kristoff. Like I don't know, it'd be, they'd have to really do a good sell for it to be like a romance for mm-hmm. Elsa in the next movie. Yeah. So I I love the idea of revealing that about Elsa. I think it would be really interesting and obviously pretty groundbreaking to have in a kids movie. But what I don't like is that. As far as I know, this idea originated from the fans, and I don't know if I like the idea of the fans being able to dictate what happens in movie franchises, because I think that starts to blur the lines between film and game, kind of. Like, in a game, you pick your character, you go on your quest, and you right. can make the decisions that they that your character makes or whatever, but in a film, it's all set up for you, and I think that would just change things for a lot of different movie franchises. Then fans would think they have this power to change the characters in films, when I think the writers are the ones who should be writing them. Yeah. Actually, now that you say that, I mean, you guys are really excited for Frozen 2? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I kind of feel like it <laughs> should stoked. be left alone. I, oh, it's like, like, it probably should, and it might be bad. That's, and it's the first Disney um, animation sequel that they've ever done that's not straight to DVD. So it's like a big deal for Disney animation, Mm -hmm. because all the other sequels that they've done are just straight to DVD. It's going to be a lot of hype around this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I don't know where they're going to go with it. Like, I don't know. Because everyone loves it, and it's accepted, and. If you do this, then people are disappointed. But if you don't do that, then other people are disappointed. And if you do this, people are mad about it and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it more, I feel like it ended the way I would want the second movie to end. So why does there need to be a second one? Because they want to make a billion dollars again. Yeah. That's why. That's a good point. But yeah, they want to sell uh, like two hundred million more little Olaf dolls and make a billion dollars. Yeah. And make more theme park rides and get more people to get they can have their excited own... about the stage musical, which yeah. is also happening. What When is that going to come out? Uh, they don't have a date for it, but they are developing a stage musical yeah. of Frozen. They've done, a, they've done a workshop, actually, pretty recently. But that'll be great. That'll think, be really cool. Because I think that'll be exciting Just to see to it on see stage. Just to see Elsa's powers yeah. on Yeah, it'll stage. be cool to see how they visualize that. Yeah. I uh, guess I just see it potentially... And, I mean, this, based on the conversation we just had, but also so many things, it can be potentially very polarizing, I feel like. The the sequel? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's true. always harder to make a sequel than the original movie, because everyone's obviously comparing it to the first one, which they will, hope they hopefully love the first movie, uh, but I, I think they spent so much time making this one that if it's the same people working on it. it and yeah, and it, it's the same, the whole same team, the same Bobby Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez who wrote the music, who mm-hmm. are, uh, they're a husband-wife duo, oh. which is fun. Cool. And, and he's an EGOT winner, right? He Yeah, he is an EGOT, He because he, he won Tony's for the Book of Mormon. He won Tony's for the Book of Mormon and for Avenue Q, and um, he won an Oscar for this, and he won an Emmy for something. And a Grammy. Cool. And a, gra- and a Grammy for the Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. But yeah, I think if it's the same, Goals. yeah, if it's the same people working Can I on add the like film, half of one of those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like a little fraction. Just rip off the the head of the Oscar. That's good for me. Yeah. I just want the foot, just like the crotch area, the like you know the like. The just, yeah, just give me a genitalless crotch area of the Oscar. That's, <laughs> yeah. what, I, that's what I'd like. But yeah, I think if it's the same people working on it, then it's going to do well. People are going to see it no matter what, so they'll definitely make a lot of money at the box office. But, yeah, I hope it's as good as as the original Frozen. My favorite theme, just to answer that for myself, was uh, what it says about family and how family is always there for you, even when you don't talk to your sister for, like, ten years or whatever. <laughs> you know, they're still going to be there for you, even if you, like, froze their heart. They're going to make sure you don't get sliced by Crazy X Bay. That's it for me, I guess. I don't know. I would be really hurt if Abby didn't talk to me for 10 years. Abby, if you're listening. Yeah, but then. You can barely go like 10 hours without texting each other. Yeah. 
I don't know. Different times. I guess things in Norway are very different. (laughs) Things in Norway. Out in Norway, they just don't talk to their sisters for like (laughs) ten years. Even when they're living in the same palace. Yeah. Yeah. They talk a little bit. She knocks through the door. (laughs) She knocks. She's like, Elsa. She whispers through the the keyhole. Do you want to build a snowman? Yeah, and then Elsa's like, get away, Anna. (laughs) So right. if that's all your sister said to you for ten years. <laughs> so they've communicated a little bit. Hardly. Yeah. Jimmy, thank you so much for being on uh, this latest episode of Delayed Reactions. And We're going to have to have you on again. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, yeah. I would it's love so to have you on again. Maybe we'll hit up some Broadway show over the summer and he can be Ooh, good idea. Go-to man. I really want to see the Book of Mormon. Have you seen Hamilton yet? I've seen Hamilton. I saw I saw the original cast of Hamilton off Broadway. Oh, of course. For really cheap. For really cheap. Oh. I was just on the on the pulse. I was. I'm a Hamilton hipster. Everyone. Everyone's <laughs> wow. listening to this, like rolling their eyes. Yep. Um, but, no, but if there was one person in the world, it's this guy right here. It's my favorite musical. It's my favorite thing that exists ever. Is Hamilton? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Also, Book of Mormon. I love. That's my. One of my favorite musicals. I also haven't one of my seen Book of musicals. Mormon. I've heard great things. Me too. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's either. fantastic. Give me like your top five favorite musicals. Right now. Yeah. Um, on the spot. Yeah. Okay. Hamilton, Book of Mormon, Jesus Christ Superstar, um, Pippin. Um, ooh, the last spot's tough sometimes. Rent. No, not Rent. I'm a big like Rent fan, but it's not. It's not like my top. Oh, Sunday in the Park with George, Stephen Sondheim. Oh, I don't even know that one. Yeah, that's a lesser that. known one. It's it's my favorite Sondheim, Sondheim category to himself though, because he's the the genius. Yeah. He's like the OG original genius. Yeah. Well, we'll have to have delayed reactions to all of those. Yeah. Maybe we'll live from New York City. It's delayed reactions on Broadway. Yay! It's so great. We okay. Uh, see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye bye now.